Leilani. Hey, Leilani. I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? I have thoughts as well. And together, we, we have thoughts. thoughts. Here on We Have Thoughts, we'll be sharing our views on theatre shows in Brisbane. We'll be taking you guys across the city, from theatre to theatre, genre to genre, with a new guest each episode. Our guest for today is... Annabelle Gilbert! Our episode today will cover our review on the 25th annual Putnam County Spelly Bee by Briz Arts Theatre. Let's get started, shall we? Hey guys, quick content warning for this episode. We will be talking about some major plot points of the show, as well as mentioning some mild sexual themes and mentions of abuse regarding middle school aged children. So Briz Arts Theatre is a local amateur theatre company here in Brisbane. It was founded in 1936 and this was all of our first times attending the venue. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. It was really cool venue, actually. Like the inside um, of the auditorium, like had these really cool walls that kind of were a bit like. Mm, It was very Greek. Yeah. Mm. Like walls kind of looked like they could have been made out of mashed potatoes. Yeah. It was really nice. It was like a a fork. I'm going to dig in. (laughs) Right. So we should probably get into um, what the show's about. And Annabelle, since you've been in it, first-hand experience, why don't you tell us us what it's all about? Yeah, way back when I was a little child, well, 16 (laughs) or something, Yeah, (laughs) I was actually in the show, and so it's an eclectic group of six mid-prepubescents, vice for a spelling bee championship of a lifetime, enter into this, uh, like, regional competition where they pretty much have to spell. spell. And it's, like, all of these super zany characters, the first act, you get to know them, and they seem kind of, like... They're just like these clear stereotypes. Yeah. But as the show goes on, you kind of find out they've all got like a real reason why they want to win. Why, yeah. There's and like why they are passion. the way they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've all got deeper backstories than you would initially think from mm. these like first impressions of these like silly little guys. Yeah. And yeah. what fuels them to be so into winning the spelling bee. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and you and you meet the uh the teachers who are running the spelling bee. Yeah, I love the teachers. And Mitch Mahoney. 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 Mitch Mahoney. <laughs> sorry. The, sorry. Sorry, Mitch. The guy from prison who's doing his community <laughs> service and is giving everybody juice boxes when they leave. He's like a he's a comfort counsellor. Yeah, or comfort counsellor. <laughs> it's really funny. Harmony, would you like to tell us about the set? <laughs> I would love to tell you about the set. So, uh, we got there, the curtains are open, which was Nice. Um, and they had done a really good job of actually making it feel like a school mm. gym. Like, uh, good th- attention to detail. I think yeah. it also helped that, like, the stage looked like like a high school stage. Yeah, they mm. could, like, was, lean into so local. the actual geography of the space and use it to their advantage. Yeah. yeah. There was, like, a little grandstand thing that they all sat on, like, while they're waiting for their turn. Um, there was a little podium in the back for mm. the... First, mm. second, third place winners. And my favourite part was the uh, basketball hoop that just yeah. sat in the corner. Yeah. Absolutely useless. Not used <laughs> once in the show. Yeah. But you know and what? the rope. And I so wish they had the used yeah. the rope. I feel like we could probably get into this later, but I feel like they could have used those set pieces, yeah. especially when like all chaos breaks loose. I would have loved to see mm. them. And same with like the microphone right in the middle of the stage. That's meant for like when the spellers have to go up and say their word, they go up to the microphone. Mm. And spoiler alert, Harmony and I were one of the spellers. 
And I went up to go speak in the mic because I got my name wrong. So I went to be like, it's actually Leilani. But it wasn't on. So it just looked like I went up and like mumbled something and then walked away. And I was like, that's so embarrassing. I feel like in in fairness, though, that kind of leans into like how I feel like they want to make a fool out of the audience members. So it kind of works out well for them. So true. I think that they made quite a good use of the space, given that it's like actually it was quite a small stage. Mm. and it would have been if they had more room. I think that they could have done some really interesting things for some of the numbers. And it helps that it's only centered around that one like location. Like it wasn't like someone has like things at home, so they have to show what it's like at home. Yeah. It was all happened in the one spelling bee competition. I love a one-stop shop for yeah. Like, yeah. The setting. For so a they show. yeah, so they were re- really able to like bring everything that they needed to to that one set because they mm. weren't having to like change it. Yeah. anywhere else and I, if they did they did it by like lighting yeah that's what I was just about to talk about I think anytime there was like flashback or an imaginary moment where they like talked about the characters like home life they used mm. lighting in such an effective way where it was like everything went green when they were talking about like leaf the yeah. like little kid who's just like really dumb but is so excited to be there like everything would go green and like you'd hear his mum yelling at him and stuff and you'd be like oh and then it would suddenly like snap back and you're yeah. like back yeah. in the present moment that same was really with, effective yeah so with a lot of spotlights it would be like mm. if everyone if you're in the spotlight and everyone else was in the darkness that means that this person is in their head or like in their own world yeah so I think that was really effective so something really interesting <laughs> happened when I got to the theater <laughs> Um, this, I'm talking pre-show, baby. <laughs> so I rock up. There's seven minutes to the show starting. Annabelle and I get there. Seven minutes to the show. Leilani is waiting there with our director, Gabriel. And she hands me a little laminated card. And it's and she goes, surprise! <laughs> Guess who's now Speller? Because earlier, before you guys came, it was just Gabriel and I. I thought the show started 45 minutes earlier than it did. Oh. So we were like the first ones there. And we were like waiting. And this lady comes around and it's like, so we're missing some spellers for the spelling bee. Like, does anyone want to join in? And then I was like, I feel like I have to. Like, we've, we've got to, right? Like, you're like, say let. I was like, <laughs> it's oh, my God, time like, to shine. I'm such a bad speller, but like for the potty, I've got to do it <laughs> for the potty. And then so I was like, oh, I can. And then she walked over and I was like, also, can I put a friend's name down? And she was like, yeah, we'd love extra spellers. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. Sorry, Harmony. So then Leilani and I, um, <laughs> at the start of the show, when they, like, you know, they brought all the characters out and then went, we're missing a few spellers and then called all of our fucking names. <laughs> and then I had to shuffle past a family with a baby in the aisle <laughs> to get up to the front. And then we all had to sit on stage. And we were on stage the entire first act. Well, well, I was on stage the entire first act. I was making a joke before you guys came. I was like, oh, what's the bet? I'm going to be out first and Harmony's going to win. Surprise, that did actually happen. (laughs) (laughs) I was out first. I forgot what my word was. They gave you a word like ventrillion. Yeah. Something stupid. It's a hard word. I forgot what my word was halfway through. That's why I couldn't do it. And then they rang the bell and they were like, we won't even bother like letting you continue the word. Get off the stage. <laughs> like, don't and, hurt like, yourself. Gave you a juice box yeah, for your troubles. And then Mitch, whatever, comes and takes me off the stage. Juice boxes were yummy though. Mm. Yeah. So I was off first and then went back to the audience. But Harmony ended up being there through like five song and dances. because she They like, spun me around, bitch. They, there's a musical number. Shit's going crazy because life is pandemonium. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um, and they're like spinning around the bleachers and shit that we're sitting on. And I'm just like, whoa, guys, this is crazy. I'm getting dizzy. Um, and and, and it, it was just fucking absurd. It was yeah. so absurd. And also, to be honest, look, every, 
all of the other audience members, how many were there? Like five? The four? Four of us. Yeah, four, yeah, four, four of us. Everyone, you know, as you would as a regular audience member, just went up, just spoke how you would, right? The Harmony <laughs> decided to put on a performance. She gets up there, she's speaking with an American and accent. And in true drama, you know, in true drama student fashion. She's like, like I'm, I'm going to make this about it. me now. i got to do it. And I feel like at that point they went, well, she's so dedicated. We can't we kick her to. off yet. And then they go, your word is Mexico. And I'm down there. Mexican? I've lost, oh, Mexican. I've like lost my round by Fre- Van Trillian. And I was like, are you kidding me? You get Mexican. And also yeah. jihad. I've got jihad. That's not an A few oh, difficult yeah. ones. It's so <laughs> clever the way they use the audience members though because it's like so vital to the plot. It's always, mm. depending on the order you get picked up, because a bit of insight being one who's looked at the script has been in the show before. Yeah, they do it in a specific order. So there's always one person who starts getting easier words. So then all the other <gasps> spellers, the actual characters, start getting pissed and it leads into that song, Life is Pandemonium, because they're like, uh. what the hell? I'm spelling this crazy ass word and you've got Mexican? This is so unfair. Everything's so unfair. And, and they're like, life is pandemonium. Yeah. They burst out into song um, and it's just chaos. The life going berserk. But it was really fun being up there and like, because they would like tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, hey, do you want to, what number are you? I'm number 45. Yeah. And yeah. they'd be like, oh, hi. The I'm characterization not. was great. They were in, they were in character the entire time. And, They're and really good. Yeah, all of fantastic. the actors have to be like such strong improv people because mm. they're just always on, they're always talking. When there's like a live audience component involved, it means anything could happen. You could get a bitch who decides she's going to be American <laughs> and they've got to roll with it. They've just got to be ready to do what they do. Yeah. And like they all did such a good job they of that. They did a really good job, especially, uh, spoiler alert, um, one of them, Ch- Chip, yeah, gets a raging boner. While he's about to spell a word because he sees a girl in the audience and he's like, I can't spell my word. He and sees Leaf's uh, sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the other characters. And um, his word is tit up. And he's like, <laughs> I'm fucking sorry, what? Yeah. And then the principal goes, tit up, tit up, tit up, tit up. He, like really leans it in. Yeah. And then, oh my God. And then the teacher came over and started like adjusting the microphone oh, like she was giving over. it a fucking hand job. It was hilarious. <laughs> they really leaned into the sexual aspect of this show. I've like seen this done before and it, they leaned into it so much more. They were like unafraid to be like, oh yeah, this is sexual. Like there's a reason why the children in this show are all played by adults because if they were real kids, you could not do this yeah, shit. But yeah. watching it for the first time, I didn't really pick up on that. I just thought it was like funny and just like horny humor. And I was like, <laughs> it's like always horny, but they, this production amped they were like, it oh, By yeah. the way, he's fucking rock hard yeah. under that helmet, yeah. guys. And even in like Magic Foot, the song where one of the characters is like talking about his like technique. way, his technique, how he spells something with his foot on the ground. He was like dancing on the microphone, like a pole dance moment. I was like, damn, Magic Foot, what else is magic? Yeah, you got a magic buddy, oh my God. But yeah, during the erection part, Leaf, who was sitting behind behind me taps me on the shoulder and he's like what's going on do you know what's happening and i'm like um i think he's had an accident and he goes what kind of accident and i went something penis related and he went oh no it's <laughs> 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 really funny and leaf is just like a hilarious character because Such they've a got like heart. a helmet on with like they make their own clothes. diy helmet and like a cape and just like so excited to do everything, but then like goes up to the mic and then like, goes to start speaking oh. and just like 
but my you would do it so much better. They than can I would only go on. they like they're always Your like, oh, I have no idea how to spell this word. I've never even heard of this word. C H I and like they're just suddenly overcome by this trance and like the lighting changes their eyes like go like bug eye. Yeah, they like gloss over. And then as soon as they finish spelling the word and they're, they're like, like that <laughs> is correct, he's like, Oh my god, That's I didn't crazy. even know. It's so good. It's like great. the physicality and the lighting, everything worked together so well just to achieve this whole like out of world, out of body, like the word is coming out of me experience. Yeah. It was sick. It was awesome. Did anyone have any like critiques for first act? Um, I think that the the gentleman who played um Mr. Barfay, um uh, he, he was uh. he's a lot older than um the other members of the cast. And Mr. Barfay, for some context, is like this bold ball like what is it called? Like a bowl cut, bowl cut yeah. like big He's the one with the magic foot. Yeah. Really awkward. Always just sat like cross armed and like got speaks a like mucus this problem. And, like, yeah. problem. Yeah, he's got a mucus problem. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I think that like his, you know, his accent wasn't as strong as some of the other performers mm. because he was going for like a really distinct kind of, you know, speech pattern. Where he's like, I know, I am. It's buffet. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking. That's spot on. That was yeah. really good. Yeah, that no, I know what you mean. Really it was like good. a really effective character choice, but at moments it was like, "What are you saying?" Though? And I was yeah. like, "But that's an Australian man." And yeah. then having to sing in that voice. Yeah. Of course, it's gonna get a bit. Yeah, lost. I think there could have been like a better balance between finding the character voice and like not uh, sacrificing. Mm. But I being will, out of here, what you're saying. Yeah. But true. I will say for like community theatre, like I was. Thoroughly and like I enjoyed that. Like I yeah. had a good time. I didn't actually pick up on many things that mm. I was like, "Oh, that really could have been yeah. done better." Mm. I just like I was just like, "Oh, this was fun." For some yeah. added context, um, we, obviously like we're drama students, so we we spend a lot of time looking at like plays and maybe film if we're <laughs> lucky. Mm. Um, so we actually we don't spend a lot of time in like the musical theater, um, yeah, genre. Rem. I know that um, Annabelle. Back in high school, I Back did my same. fair share, but yeah, and and you know, like I'm a I'm a personal musical theatre fan, but I I acknowledge that it's like much yeah. it's difficult in different ways yeah. than you know live theatre. Yeah, and there could have been things that different that didn't go right, but like I don't have the brain that could have seen it because <laughs> I haven't been wired to mm. look at musical theatre and critique that. Like if you showed me a play, like I could probably critique that. But musical theatre, I <laughs> know, it was have. just fun. <laughs> yeah, it was just fun. I do kind of wish that some of the choreography in Pandemonium, I feel mm. like they could have gone a bit crazier with it. Absolutely. Like it started to get there towards the end, but like that rope and the basketball thing we mentioned in the back, I feel like that would have been such a great opportunity to use those bits of set in that song. Like I wish somebody had like swung on the rope. I wish they'd thrown like paper into the hoop or something. Mm. But that being said, it did have the great moment where they like flipped the whole like seats and the audience yeah. members were still on them and they're like, what the fuck? And like yeah. that was really effective. And I wish we had more big moments like that in that song to yeah. really drive it home. Was that also the one where they made... <laughs> sorry, I can't remember. Is that the one they made us, like, get up and they're like, now you have to dance here? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, they like forcefully, they were like, okay, Leaf, Leaf was my guide. Leaf <laughs> was like, okay, you're going to have to get up and dance in a second. And I was like, what? And then they, like, dragged me by the shirt and they're like, dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> and, like, But they did so well. And Harmony was just like, oh, dance, okay. And then just was like, oh. 
and like just like maybe like, I was having too up. much fun yeah. <laughs> no, but that's like the point of the whole show it's like purely just to have fun like it's such a yeah. joyful show especially in act one it's just like so silly and full of life yeah. I love it sure. act only- one silly fun act two they have horrible home lives. <laughs> yes, let's get into it. Let's find about their past. Um, I will say, though, like, I don't know how it was for you, but, like, I felt like having the audience member up there for the entire f- act one, I don't know if that was, like, necessary or not because they had, like, actual cast members being kicked off before the audience members were. I, I, and I do I like, trust I that it, is part of the show. Yeah. Like, that's – it's not, like, a choice that they made. I think that's probably in the book. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, yeah, so Chip gets eliminated because he can't think because he has Which is a big shocker as well because he won last year. I know. Insert gasp. (gasps) Um, And his unfortunate erection um, distracts Title of the song. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm name dropping all of them. Um, He leaves and then, you know, my last word was some sort of Chinese lottery. I can't remember what it's called. Uh I don't know Pack-a-poo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did not spell it right. And then I was like, okay. So every time that one of the um, audience members leaves and Chip as well, everyone on the stand sings this song. Goodbye. You were good, but not good enough. Thank you, Annabelle. Oh. Um, they do that. They like, they like wave you <laughs> off and, and Mitch Mahoney gives you a little juice box and escorts you off the stage. But you've got to also stand there for an awkwardly long amount mm. of time. Yeah, they quite really a bit. wave at you for so long. Yeah. Like at least a minute, nearly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm expecting that when I get it wrong. I'm expecting that. I'm standing there. No, because there is an entire musical number. <laughs> where You're they the last one, baby. You, get, you really get the works. I, I, and tell, let me tell you, they were the works. <laughs> they pulled it out. Because I'm like, okay, it's time to leave. So I turn to go. They do it several times. They go, yep, it's time for you to go. Nope, where are you going? Stay here. And it's just really funny and a bit awkward. Yeah. Um, which was hilarious. And I got a really nice juice box at the end. Mm. Yeah. I was kind of jealous I didn't get a juice box, honestly. Damn. I was like, damn. I could have given mine to you. I know, I would have loved oh, that. Sick. Sweet. So act two kicks off. Well, actually, in the interval, you go out and everybody's having their chat and then one of the characters comes out and he's starting to sell lollies. It's Chip. It's Chip. Shocker. He's being forced to do it because he's been kicked out. And so then when we go back in, he enters through the back, he's still selling his lollies and eventually he breaks out into the opening song, My Unfortunate Erection. He has this whole big lament where he's like, oh, I can't believe my boners ruined my chances. This is so horrendous. This is so unfair. And now I have to sell this candy. And it's such a great song. It is so much fun. Very, very funny. I do wish that they had a bit more choreography there again as well. But that being said, this was the understudy playing Mm. this role as well. So I wonder Mm. if we'd seen the lead actor, if there had been more organised moments. Yeah. But it kind of felt like he was just on stage and he was told to improv. That being said... So, such like a funny song. So, like the way it's written, you can get away with improv and it will yeah. look spectacular. But I feel like if they'd had more moments where they match the physicality to the words, they could have gotten even funnier. Yeah. yeah. But that's me being nitpicky. So, no, being nitpicky. Wow. That was honestly one of my biggest takeaways. I think like one of my big things was like, it didn't feel like there was very much control. And I don't know if that was in the structure or whereabouts I was feeling the lack of control. Mm. But, I don't know. I feel like when, you know, when characters are trying to be really funny and really big and like hilarious and loud, 
But instead, you're kind of watching them and you're like, oh, my God, I'm actually scared for someone's safety. And they're yeah. going to knock someone's eye out or they're going to, like, hurt themselves or fall down the stairs. Yeah. I was feeling that a lot more in Act 2. Like, mm. um, who's who's the guy that... Buffet. Buffet. Buffy. I think he was, my, <laughs> he was like, my biggest offender of that. Because, like, there was, like, the scene, spoiler alert, he wins. <gasps> and he gets the big check and he has to, like, run down the stairs. But instead of it being like, ah, oh, funny, I was like, oh my god, he's going to fall over the stairs and, and hurt and he's himself. Not, he was not a small man. Like he's mm. quite, you know, a, a, a he's a fully he's a grown, grown adult, adult. a sizable yeah. grown adult who yeah. was like, w- like walking, like yeah. I want to say walking through the aisle, but like kind of yeah stumbling through the aisle and like and sitting like on has people's like laps a big check that's like a meter long with like all these pointy edges and i was like oh my god like he's not take someone fucking aware of like who is around him right now yeah to rewind back to the start so yeah so you go from my unfortunate direction it reopens the whole show you're like damn i'm back in this again and then suddenly all of these silly characters you've grown to know and love start you start getting to know them a bit better you start hearing about their backstories more so by this point you already have kind of figured out that leaf he's like this adhd kid who his parents have kind of pretty much told him he's dumb his whole life and then he gets kicked out and it's heartbreaking it's very sad but he has this whole beautiful song where he's like i know i'm like smart now like i didn't Mm. need to win i'm just happy to be here and Mm. i feel proud of myself and you're like oh so beautiful and then you've got this story with olive where like her dad's still not here. You find out her mum is like away in, in India. India. And she has this whole, oh, it's beautiful. There's like, she's told to spell this word that means um, imaginary, not at all real, entirely, entirely fictional. And it leans, it starts going into this song where it pretty much says her parents' love for her is imaginary, not entirely real oh, and completely yeah. fictional. And it's like, we just... We yeah, just saw also, a song yeah. about some guy having an erection and now you're talking about this little girl's parents it's also who don't implied, love her. It's also implied <laughs> that her her father abuses her. Yeah, yes. It's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. It's like such like a tonal shift from mm. act one, but it's done in such like a clever way that you're suddenly like, oh, wow. Oh, oh, I care about these characters and yeah. I'm sad for them now. And also the girl who played Olive had a beautiful voice. Oh, she was stunning voice. She was great for that role because you mm. really like she was just such a small little like petite girl that it was just like you just like cared for her. And when she was like opening up about all her family, like you couldn't help but just be like, oh, like that sucks because you seem like you just deserve the world. Yeah, it's very yeah. it's very um, Matilda coded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her best. There's like a whole song where she talks about her best friend is the dictionary, and like her and Buffet bond over like doing these like funny little word games where they like mm. rearrange the letters and words. And it's like these two kids who are clearly like usually weird and bullied suddenly find this connection of being yeah. weird and to the point where together. like they're they're going head to head at this. Spoiler alert: they're head to head at the end, and uh, Buffet ba- like has a second where he goes, "Do I let her win?" Do I do I spell this word wrong and do I let her win? Um, he doesn't. Uh, fair enough, because he knows how to spell. Um, but it's sweet because this whole time he's like, oh, I know that's correct, and then like sits down. And he's like, everyone. He's like, fuck off. I'm smarter than you. Um, but at this point, like you know, he he cares about someone at least. He's equal got a to friend or more now. than himself, yeah, yeah, which is really beautiful. All the characters did that really well. Like we began to care about all of them. That it was to the point where I was like, I don't actually know who I want to win because mm-hmm. all of them Leaf. have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leaf. Leaf would have. I would have been really happy if 
they won. But yeah, it was like, it, I kind of like didn't know who was going to win, but like I didn't really mind. Mm. I didn't think Barfay was going to win. And I don't know if I was like extremely happy about that, but <laughs> like I feel like there was just other ones where it's like you really got to like know the character mm. and it would have been really satisfying to be like, yes, you take home that check. But actually, do you want to explain the runner-up situation? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so pretty much the whole time Olive is waiting for her dad and she gets a call from her dad and uh, he pretty much says, like, he's still not going to make it. And, you know, B- Barfay wins and he gets a, a check prize from mm. the optometrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the vice principal who is assisting with the spelling bee goes, oh, um, actually this year we're also doing a, a cash prize for the runner-up of, um, he opens his wallet, $25, and he hands it to Olive. And he's also been trying to get with the teacher, Miss Peretti. Yeah. yeah. He's it's been trying Peretti. to get with Miss Peretti the entire time. And so he tells this, he gives this small child $25, and Olive comes up to Miss Peretti and she goes, Miss Peretti, I can pay the entry fee now. And I damn near nearly cried. It's so sweet. <laughs> when yeah. that happened. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of insinuated that he maybe gets laid. And then you find out later that she took a restraining order out on uh, him. <laughs> so I don't really know what the business is there. But um, it's a really, really heartfelt moment. Yeah, it was cute. We also learn a lot more about um, the one with the lisp. Um, Logan yeah. Schwarzengruber. Um, that's who I played way back when. Absolutely. I had Could to you wear a blonde us? wig and I got nits from the wig. It was so bad. Um but yeah, Logan Logan She's this Logan. <laughs> no, Sorry. no, not the Logan. Sigma. <laughs> no, so she's this like uh kind of try hard wannabe girl. She speaks with a lisp. She's got nerdy. two gay dads. She's the president of the LGBT club at her school. She's got so much pressure on her to do well coming from her fathers who like just really want her to who be who are like those kinds of gay dads. They just yeah. really want her to do their best. Right. And it's, it's like you have they free kinda, time why are you not studying They kinda the wanna dictionary. live through her success. Yeah. Um and yeah, so she has this whole moral moment where um her dads ask her to cheat by spilling um, Coke on the floor. To like, ruin Coca-Cola. magic foot. Yeah, to so Buffet's magic foot will get sticky and ruin it. And that works, but then Barfay learns that he can spell without his foot. And then Loghain learns that she doesn't have to cheat to win and she doesn't have to win. She can just try her best and that's all that matters. And that's good enough. Yeah. She has this whole song, Woe is me, woe ith me, if you will. And <laughs> it's like when she gets kicked out, she's like, I hope you still love me, America. And yeah, I, I think from her character, you had like, in Act One, I would have loved to see a bit more of her insecurity come through because mm. the main her like main arc is that like she's got all of this pressure on her, and I think the actor did a really good job of like um, portraying her more stereotypical side. But I would have loved to see a bit more of that depth come through. Yeah, I feel like that could go for like almost all the characters because they all had something going on in their like home life. But like in the Act One, it was very much just like. We're all kids for the spelling bee. And then, like, in the act, it was, like, with an abusive family and I have <laughs> no choice but to be in the spelling bee. Yeah. So it was, like... I do I'm think Olive really yeah, I was did that yeah, say, I balance think Olive well. did a really good job. She had yeah. a really great through line throughout mm. the entire piece. Yeah. But, like, as you said, it would have been really nice to see, like, some bubbling in some other characters. So then when, like, 
it was like, and this is what their life looked like. It'd be like, ah, oh, that explains this. That, that explains why yeah. they are so competitive mm. and why they so like am after this like mm. trophy. I think it's really funny that, um, how do you say her name? Logan. Logan. Yeah. Logan is like has so much pressure on her to win and like do well at things that she gets incredibly stressed out and like can't function. But I don't know what the other girl's name is. The Which one, Marcy. Marcy. She's like boosted up several yeah. grades and she speaks eight languages. Six languages. Six languages. Six languages. Sorry, I'm overshooting <laughs> her languages. Um, and she's just naturally good at so yeah. much shit. And she's like, you know what? I'm fucking tired of being good. I'm going to misspell this word on purpose because I don't feel like winning. Yeah. It, she's mm. like, it's not fun for me to win because it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, and I, I really liked that she just got to, like, let yeah. go as well. Mm. And she was also understudied when we went and saw it. Yeah. Mm. It, you could, like, feel the freedom in a way. Like, when she was like, I bummed this word. Like, give me the word dog. It's X, Y, V, S, P. And they were, like, wrong. And then she was like, yes, I know. And it was like, oh, like, like I knew that word. It's like finding that you don't have to be perfect all the time. Yeah, which was really nice. From a former gifted child, um, <laughs> it was quite nice. <laughs> uh, former, no longer gifted. Um, so the last person that we really need to like discuss in depth is pretty crucial to the show, I would say. Mm. It's Miss Peretti. She was so nice. She was actually the one that came and asked me to be a speller as well before the, in the pre-show. Mm. Yeah. She was a lovely lady. She was also so freaking talented. Yeah, she mm. had an incredible voice. I love that it like o- the show opens with her coming out and it's like Mrs. Peretti spells Scissorgy. And she comes out and she's like Scissorgy. Oh my god. It's like you learn yeah. that she was once a speller, which is why she cares so she's much so about this kids. About she's it, like yeah. I've been in this position once. She like is constantly trying to live through them as well. She yeah. really really cares about this <laughs> yeah. movie, like almost more than they do. Mm. Um which was really nice. But yeah. yeah, she had she had wonderful vocal quality and a really really nice vibrato. Yeah, mm. she was a very strong singer. Mm. Which is good cuz she also um in in Olive's song where she's talking about her mum who's she, gone on a yeah. spiritual journey to India for 9 months or whatever. Yeah. And her dad blah blah blah. Um Miss Peretti is like kind of like a stand-in for the mum. Mm. You don't see the mum. So, you know, it's a kind of a double Yeah, it's like during the song, Miss Pretty kind of just walks out as the mum, but, like, yeah, such a you just don't really see one. her yeah. face. And it was, uh, I think you have to have quite a strong vocal skill to be able to mm. pull off that That's song That's the anyway. most complex song in the mm. musical, for sure. Mm. It's like three, it's like the three vocals overlapping. There's some pretty complex harmonies. Mm. And it's like also probably the most like emotionally charged song, I'd say, as well. Annabelle probably. has wept to it before. I oh, I've wept. I've wept. <laughs> we, speaking of um, vocal quality, yeah. we should talk about, you know, just in general, it's a musical. So, yeah. you know, just as a general note, how did we feel about I thought all of the singing was quite impressive. I the harmonies were really impressed. good. And mm. I think I think for amateur musical theatre, it can mm. really be such a hit or miss. But honestly, mm. I thought they hit it. Yeah. I thought they served. Because even if I didn't think the singing was good, they were at least singing character. And that same with, like, Marfay. Like, he was, like, I, don't, I can't remember his singing. But they all committed to the bit. Yeah, like, yeah. he would still be doing it in that, like, voice. But it doesn't mean it was bad because that was his character. Like, his character probably wasn't going to be the best singer. Mm. 
I oh, I feel like I should also mention the the guy that played Chip um, when we saw it was an understudy, mm. and I think if I had to point out anyone, it would probably be him because in uh, my unfortunate direction, it wasn't that it was bad. I was just like scared for his vocal cords because it kind of it felt <laughs> it like you know maybe maybe he hadn't like warmed up properly so a song that was clearly not it's in his exact it, range yeah, it's quite a virtuous virtuoso song as well yeah like you'd be riffing and shit talking about this man's dick yeah and i was just <laughs> worried i was like fuck that poor guy like he it just sounded like he was straining himself and i was yeah. like just it's okay don't, <laughs> don't hurt yourself no you know what i mean um but yeah, I mean, I think that everyone did a, did a fantastic job. Yeah. Additionally, Logan um, had a really lovely mm. voice as well. And like, I know I've already talked about Olive's voice, but I was just it's like just surprised so as well, mm. though, because the girl that like played her, she was so cute and little, but like her voice was just so strong that I was mm. like, oh, I just didn't expect this little girl to have such power. Which is good because that's mm. exactly yeah for sure. Which is like what you need. it serves how itself the to the character so much. Needs yeah. To be. yeah. Question time! <laughs> <laughs> Harmony. Yes. If you were to hug, punch, or go get a drink with one of the characters in the show, who would it be? I would hug Leaf mm. so tenderly. Um, I would punch probably Chip. <laughs> because he deserves it, mm. I think. Um, and I would get a drink with Miss Peretti because I think she'd get real loose after a couple of wines. Peretti mm. would be so fun. Mm. <laughs> For sure. Leilani, mm. if this production was a food, mm. what food would it be? Um, I think it would be like a ham, cheese and lettuce on like white bread sandwich just because it's such a like a school lunch. Oh, it's school such a school lunch. lunch. And like I imagine that like all of them would have their own like sandwich to pull out of the bag at any time during that performance. A little bit of mayo on it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Surely with a juice popper to drown the <laughs> oh, whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. actually Wash it the, down. the food that it is is a school lunch. Yes. <laughs> school lunch. Um, and Annabelle, would you take family members to the show? And if so, which one? Yes, I think it's such a family show. I would take my older sister, Megan. She would just be so excited and she would relate so much to Leaf's character. She would yeah. be like, oh my God, he's just like me. Are you saying your sister's dumb? Yeah. <laughs> no, my sister makes her own clothes and has ADHD. Oh, so <laughs> you know what? Fair, fair enough. Yeah, and she probably like... likes chinchillas. Yeah. <laughs> It's time for the rating. Rating time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Annabelle, why don't you start us off out of five letters, S-P-E-L-L, I guess. Um, so smart. What would you rate the show? I really enjoyed it. I think they did exactly what they set out to do. I think it was joyful. I think it was fun. And I think they did a really good job. And for those reasons... I would give it an S P E L out of spell. So four, four, four out, out of five. five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I'll go. I. Oh yeah, <laughs> Leilani, what did you think of the show, and what would you rate it? I really liked it as well. I think that was great. Like it was honestly, I, they were all very talented and did very well for just like a community theater. 
Um, I would also give it like an S P E L and then L, like mm. half, oh, like a half four point five, if you will. Yeah, four point five. I think it's like we ended on such a really like positive show. Mm. Like it didn't try to have really like dark themes, which of course mm. is really important. But like sometimes it can be just like a lot mentally to watch a whole bu- bunch of like dark stuff so back to true, back. Yeah. So it was really good to see just like some fun like spelling and us to be involved in it as well was just really like fun. Yeah. What about you, my girl? I would give it an S P E L E, which Ooh. is about like a four point three. I'd say four point three. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Being part of it was super fun. Um, and yeah, again, like for for amateur community theater, I think they they really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they did so. not get paid, and yet they gave it their all. Yeah, they were up there like they were getting paid. It was for yeah. the passion. <laughs> passion. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't here for that episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to my thoughts. And my thoughts as well. I also had some thoughts. Oh, my God. And thanks for listening to them. An extra special thank you to our lovely guest for this episode, Annabelle Gilbert. Yippee. Thanks for having me, guys. And Absolutely. if you want any more of us, you can find us at blatherskite.pod on Instagram. And Annabelle, you know, while we still have you here... Is there anything that you've got coming up as an emerging creative? Yes, girly. I've got two projects coming up in October. From the 19th to the 21st of October at La Boite Theatre, Bug House will be playing. I've written that work and I'm very excited for it to go on. I'm really proud of it and I'm super stoked. And then on the 28th of October, as a part of Backbone Festival, the Awaken Festival, I believe it's called, I have been directing Theatre Punk's work in progress showing of Medea, the Witch of Corinth. Ooh la la! Yes. Oh my god, give her a round of applause. Yeah. I stay working, I stay grinding. <laughs> I try. We stay hungry, we devour. Yeah, yeah girl. And, um, <laughs> and, and, okay. and we've also, Briz Arts has some more shows coming up at the end of this year. Uh, our next one that we've got running from, ow, I'm not part of Briz Arts. <laughs> Uh, they, next they, one. their next one is from the 14th of October to the 25th of November, and that's called Monstrous Regiment. Wow. Looks pretty sick, look pretty spooky. And then their last show of the year from the 9th till the 31st of December, 9th of December till the 31st of December, is uh, Ebenezer, which looks like a Christmas carol tale. They're so festive, Halloween Yippee. and Christmas. I know. Sticking to a theme. <laughs> anyway, that's. That's, that's all for this episode. That's all of our thoughts. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for listening, you. guys. Bye. 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 Bye.